We are back. <laughs> We've just been talking amongst the three of us uh, for a long time before we even started this podcast. You guys won't know anything about that. Um, there were lots of things that we can't even talk about now. Um, but is that when we like have the soundboard and we make the Simpsons laughing noise? <laughs> 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 yes, exactly. A little bit Bobby. of a non sequitur. Exactly. All right, so you don't get to hear what we talk. <laughs> back again. Josh is here, and that's me. I'm talking in the third person already, so you know it's gonna be a good podcast. James is here. So, and Bobby is here. Bobby is married now. Congratulations, Bobby. Did a great job. Um, that's the sound of my ring on my ring finger. Oh, that's I'm a married. good way to. That's a good way for the audience to know. Where mm. am I? That's on the can of Miller Latte, <laughs> as Gwen um, calls it. Okay, so today's podcast is titled, Why Would I Care About Middle School Kids? Which might may, may sound a little provocative, a little crazy. Mm. Um, it's but clickbait, 100% click, clickbait. Total clickbait. The answer is that you actually shouldn't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer. Um, no, clickbait. We'll get into it a little bit later on. Um, mm. But we have, to, we have to first discuss... We'll have a few maybe segments here. First, discuss Bobby's wedding because I think mm. all of our listeners. Um, I was just inundated in the the month or so, a month and a half. We haven't had a podcast with requests and like queries about how the the wedding went and like mm. whether Bobby actually got married. Some women were writing in saying, "I sure hope that the wedding didn't go well." And I was like, "Why is that?" And they were like, strangely silent after that for some reason. Um, so I'd be worried about those uh, few women, but I think I don't even think they live around here. They Good. Live, they live in Nashville with uh, Holly and Sarah. But, uh, no, it was... Uh, I always get it mixed no, up. Where is it? Lexington? Uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky, the capital. Frankfurt's the capital. Frankfurt's the capital. Come on, Bobby, you're the capital's expert. I was, just for a short time. Bobby went like through a period him. a couple months ago where he knew all the capitals and he wanted to show off to us every day. Yeah. yeah. If any of my coworkers or boss listens to this, you'll know I spend as much as 45 minutes a day... <laughs> On uh, online quiz games, clicking capitals to try to match them or type them in. Mm. My uh, my mom used to make us do that during summertime. She would make us learn something new, and one of them was state capitals. Mm. So good job, mom. Mm. Um, Wait, you didn't have back. to do that in school? Probably. Well, I don't know why we'd have to learn state capitals now. Oh, it's a requirement in Pennsylvania. Well, in fifth grade, you have to memorize all the state capitals. That's strange. Yeah. Well, fifth grade is the year before you go into sixth grade, okay. which is middle school. Oh. That's what we're talking about today. Wow. Are we going to do... Zing. That's what we're talking about today, but we're not going to do that yet. But, yeah. We have to wait a little bit first. All right. So let's start out with introductions, um, and then we'll go briefly discuss the tragedy of Ogrecoke Island. I shouldn't even be joking, because it's actually pretty bad there. Um, mm. and, then we'll, uh, and then we'll come back. Mm. Um, and start the actual topic, as Good everyone job. loves to sift through 30 minutes of us rambling before we even get to the actual topic. So, That's guys, right. if you're mm. if you were tuning in and like, oh, a new podcast episode, they've turned over a new leaf, they're trying new things, <laughs> we haven't changed at all. Just turn us off right now. Mm. I think that's fine. Yeah, mm. if you dare. Or if you like what you've heard before, you know, keep listening. If you like Wait. what you heard before, also turn it off. Right now, it's not going to get any better at all. Um, okay, mm. so introductions. We're going to go Bobby, Josh, Josh, James. I have lots of things to say about James. Oh, no. And then James, Bobby. And then oh, we, can no. discuss, we can discuss the wedding or whatever you want. However you want to discuss Bobby. I don't know. All right. Awesome. Uh, Bobby, you want to start or do you want me to start? I do. Yes, okay. I'd love to start. So... Uh, first, I get the pleasure to introduce Josh Nearly, creator, um, owner, CEO, CFO, MCO, MC of the podcast. 
Um, as you know, Josh is passionate about podcasts. He's also passionate about Ocracoke Island. So he'll pro- he'll have the most specific updates about uh, Hurricane Dorian has Not probably Dory. probably <laughs> left the east coast of the United States or maybe is soon it's to apparently hitting Nova Scotia pretty hard. So all all our Nova so. Scotian listeners, I'm, uh, you guys hunker down, listen to our podcast. I hope that you're okay. Shout mm. out, that's right. So anyway, those are the things I would say about Josh is that he's passionate about podcasts and about Ocracoke Island. Um, <laughs> And some quotes, and he has some on his whiteboard, which is new to his room since I have left this mm. dwelling. Um, I wear a big old whiteboard in my room in case. Well, you just explained it. I don't know why I had to talk there. <laughs> well, I'll read. I'll read. Uh, let's see. I'll read the non-scripture quote. It's by J. I. Baker. J. A. J. I. You got. You, you, you had a vowel. You had, you were, you had at least that part. Right? I and A start with the same beginning of the vowel noise. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so J. A. Baker says, "Wandering flushes a glory that fades with arrival." Hmm. So I love that sentence and quote, but I feel like everyone I tell like never understands it. So what do you guys mm. think about it? Does it make any sense to you at all, Bobby? It it makes sense to me. Like, it might be easier for me because I can look at it and think as I see it, whereas people listening to it would have to go back and replay it. But well, non-visual learners wouldn't have to. So I mean, that's and learning according. Things, that's so, yeah. I was gonna so. say it's a farce according to this man. <laughs> to my left. And Wander- to research, but so so here's <laughs> let's put it in in today's language. Wandering. I figure I, I don't think we have to do that. Water <laughs> flushes a glory that fades with arrival. <laughs> Wandering. Picture picture yourself Wandering? Uh, six six drinks deep, leaving your your bar flushes. Um, just like you just went to the bathroom and you flushed something on the toilet. I mean it's similar. It's a, a little glory, bit glory. Um, I've heard of a, what sounds like a difficult conversation when a uh, when a parent was asked by their child and this was a, a spiritual like church going parent um, who cares about the Lord was asked by his kid what is glory and the, the dad didn't know what to say I would probably be stuck myself how do you define glory I don't really know that fades with arrival so to me it makes sense because flushing a glory means you're getting rid of something good uh, and as you get somewhere as you arrive somewhere you are therefore no longer wandering. So mm. that's no. So I can I? Yeah, show that, James. So this is great. I love it. Yep. So there is like the the common usage of flush, mm-hmm. as in like a toilet to flush something out. Mm-hmm. But um, there's also like if you um, if you I, I think of it not in, in hunting terms. Mm-hmm. If you like flush out a herd of deer, mm-hmm. um, it means that you like get them out of like their hiding place. Um, so wandering mm-hmm. like exposes. A glory, um, like the pursuit of something, um, exposes the glory of it. I think I maybe this is more interpretive, but I would say that's because a glory is more of a, um, like we think of a glory in like an idealized way. And so, like when you're when you're wandering, if you're wandering like towards some destination or something, um, then you have this idealized version of it. But when you arrive that glory fades because you're experiencing it in its, like, fallen state. Which is exactly what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I... Yeah, it's exactly right. So the the author who wrote this, it's... 
a book called The Peregrine, which, Peregrine? How do we say that? Peregrine. Peregrine, my bad. Peregrine. Um, okay. So he, it's a book about this guy who follows a peregrine, and you think that would be really boring, but he is the most, I mean, he's one of the more remarkable authors I've come across. He uses language in a very unique way that I haven't, haven't really experienced before. But anyways, in this case, again, he is out wandering a lot, looking for the bird, um, and so wandering flushes a glory. Yes, yeah, so you're walking along and you're, and you flush out birds from a bush. Mm-hmm. So that's flushing when you're wandering out. Glory is flush, just like James said. Um, that fades with arrival. So once you get to your destination, you're no longer exposing yourself to new things or the possibility of flushing out glory. In that case, mm-hmm. you almost have to be doing something maybe to to experience glory. I don't know if that's true or not, but mm-hmm. I think it's just it's one sentence. And it's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words, and it's just <laughs> it, you. it holds a it holds a, a depth that is remarkable. I think as you guys just expressed with your own interpretations. Mm. So as you can see, Joshua Neely, fan of Ocracoke Island, quotes and this podcast. Mm. Also, before we continue, even <laughs> though this just spurs straight back into where we just were. <laughs> Um, did you know Peregrine Falcon are relocated to the Shenandoah National Park after they're found in places because they can flourish there where they might die other places? So there's like a lot. Of, there's enough there that people go to watch for them, and that's only an hour from here. Yeah. So we should go sometime. Like and look. A Falcon Peak. And we can go to. They do like a falconry seminar, is what it sounds like. It's called Birds of Prey, and a park ranger gets up and has has a bird on. That's also the name of a new uh, a new uh, not Marvel. DC Comics movie coming out with uh, Margaret Margaret Robbie Margaret Robbie? Margot Margot Robbie Birds yeah. of Prey she's pretty cute so okay anyways well we could go to that that's all I'm saying <laughs> we, we go to both we could go to the park and we could we could watch a watch a bird see a see a peregrine falcon I'm sure we'll have a double feature. peregrine falcon is also the world's fastest animal it can fly mm. faster than other mm-hmm. birds mm-hmm. for a surprising at least to me reason and it's its pulmonary system so the lungs of the bird are not required for the bird's oxygen supply to be increased. Where other birds have to breathe with their diaphragm expanding, thus slowing them down through the air, peregrine falcons can hold the same shape in their body for longer periods of time, so they can fall at speeds of over 200 miles per hour. Yep. Yeah, no, it is remarkable. I mean, to be fair, like, I really enjoyed the book and the basically the way he wrote and writing style he wrote. I don't know if I really give a crap about falcons i mean maybe i do i don't know we can go see them i don't i mean it's not like i fell in love with falcons i just fell in love with his writing style Fair. Mm-hmm. but yeah. i do appreciate your but maybe the falcons will like will flush a glory a yeah maybe it'll flush a glory that, like but we another... would be going to where we know they are mm. we wouldn't wander at all <laughs> we could wander we could wander we could go just like this conversation is wandering there's a lot of glory mm. being flushed out though yeah. think of all the things we've already discovered mm. yeah indeed like indeed. james yes great segue <laughs> thank you um so now it's my turn to introduce james um there's a lot to say about james he's he's a hard-working guy mm. he's he's now teaching some classes um along with working full-time um so he's got busy days and his days are actually even busier <laughs> these days because he now has uh, a very special person in his life. Um, he found that even though he had very special relationships with Bobby and I and mm. his family, that he felt that there was also like a, a bigger hole that he needed filling. Oh my goodness. Um, and so there, he has a special friend now. That's how my grandma <laughs> usually phrases girlfriends. <laughs> She's like, oh, 
This is uh, James's <laughs> special friend. That's my way. So James has a can. new a new girlfriend. Um, he's also got friend. an old girlfriend too, so he's got to figure that out. Um, but I'm just kidding. He's only got one girlfriend. <laughs> Susanna, and so him mm. and Susanna. Oh, I'm sorry, cause I, actually, I don't know if I should have said her name. <laughs> oh man, we can cut that part um, out, I mean, maybe. she does. She does listen to the podcast, okay. Tell, and after, she's told friends of hers to listen to the podcast. Oh, this, so. this next part. She must like you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Apparently, man. I mean, I don't even know if she'll make it this far. How far are we in? Twelve minutes. People are shutting minutes. this off left and right. Um, so uh, yeah, if they're not patient, God. So James is a special person in his life, and um, my life has recently been. Um, empty and lonely because James is so busy and Bobby's married and I have no one to turn to and so when I come home in the evening (laughs) well Reggie's busy as well Um, I don't want to put all that pressure on him right away I'm Mm. slowly easing you want to put it on him a little bit later well just slowly you know I'll ease him into it all of my um, fully applied pressure should only be applied over the right amount of time yeah yeah Yeah, sure Mm. so anyways um so my nights, I'll get home late from work and come in, and, and James will be on the phone. Hours and hours later, I'll go to bed, and James will still be on the phone. Um, oh and boy. I think now you've taken, have you guys taken the FaceTime or something like that now? That yeah, yeah. We've been... It's a long-distance relationship, and James and his special friend talk uh, untold amounts of time, um, which is great. They're, you know, young. They're, I won't say they're in love, but they are very fond of each other. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, what did I tell you yesterday, Bobby? I was like, I don't even think I'd talk to Mother Teresa that much. You uh, did mention kind of that. Amazing. I don't think there's anybody on this planet I would talk to that much beyond myself. Um, Man, but all these listeners. So I, I, I say that just to get something off my chest. Mm. Is, I'm very happy for you, James. Oh, that's fair. Very no, I need to be more considerate of uh, No, you're fine. Being, as, long you as, you're your, no, as long as you're in your room, you're fine. It's when you're out oh. in the living room. But you oh. don't do that anymore, so okay. you're good. Cool. You're good. So I just wanted to you know, put you on blast publicly with the thousands Thank you. of listeners. I appreciate that. Nova Scotia will know all about your relationship mm. now. Mm. Hold fast. Um, but no, great. overall, James, I'm very happy for him. He's got um, a lovely person in his life, and I wish you all the best Aww. with all of your uh, endeavors. Aww. Thanks, bud. I'll be sitting here drinking in my room Thanks, bud. as you guys move ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you. That's very kind of you. Um, All right, you're up, James. I get to, oh man, I get to introduce Bobby Winslow. Uh, yeah, so Bobby's uh, Bobby's been married now for uh, for a couple months, a couple months as wow. of what as of yesterday, yesterday, right? Yeah, we're eight weeks in one day. Do wow. You guys, uh, do you guys do like two month anniversary and crap like that? Um, no, <laughs> not right now. I had an ex who there. did that every freaking month, and it got it got on my nerves. Well, Sorry, just so dating, been, right? So I'm I, working I, through a lot yeah. of stuff today in this mm. podcast. I'm certain. I'm certain yeah, that our one year anniversary will be very special. I think our six month anniversary will be special, but the, it's it's a bit difficult um, because the two of us are so busy. I mm. I'm still coaching. Uh, and then I, I also I work 40 hours a week on top of that, but the, at work they've also provided some classes, mm. one of which is supposed to be covered by the company, so I don't have to pay anything for that, but then there's another one I signed up for that I think I might have to pay for. Anyway, all that stuff takes up time. So, like, anniversaries right now are just sort of like, oh my goodness, maybe maybe in the future when we're 
not as busy, I'll have some time to... And then a little bit of foreshadowing. So Bobby is coaching. Him and I are a middle school uh, boys soccer coach. Um, I won't say where because this podcast might get a little crazy. So, But mm. um, that's why we're talking about why would I care about middle schoolers. Mm. Anyway, so Indeed. James, go ahead. Anyway, yeah, so um, so Bobby has... Uh, Bobby's done a lot since our last podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, got, he, uh, <laughs> he, he got hitched... Uh, you he, uh, some he went on a honeymoon oh, to snap. a beautiful location, um, and uh, and I got to see tons of pictures from it, which was I didn't because I don't lovely. use social media, but that's cool. I'm fine with um, it. Um, show you some. And uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no, no, you already, you already did show me a couple. I'm fine. Yeah, there's some there's some great shots. Um, yeah, uh, St. Lucia, wonderful honeymoon destination, y'all. For... Yeah, Ladera Hotel, check it out. Unreal. No, Costco for... Travel, hashtag Costco Travel. Are they travel. official sponsors of this podcast, or is this like a free advertisement? Um, you should call them. Um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's official. I think it's official. But, a lot um, of things that are official these days. Yeah, but um, but anywho, and then and then Bobby came back to the real world, and... Uh, and he's been living his crazy life. Um, yep. His uh, his Hokies. Uh, they just beat the Old Dominion Monarchs. Suck it, Lion. <laughs> um, to all our Norfolk listeners out there, I'm sorry. Mm, I'm not. Way. Yeah. Man, y'all beat us last um, year because we suck. Mm, yep. As I've we've seen pictures of it already, Bobby. You already showed me that picture. But thank you. I appreciate Look at it. it. I saw it. You already showed it to me. It's Man, very beautiful. Maybe, maybe this. All our listeners. Maybe. Hey, can I, we'll make that the podcast picture. Yeah. That? So then. Holy the, cow. Yeah. It's it's pretty. You beautiful, should get married though. again so you can go back there. <laughs> I would just like to go back there with my wife. I don't want to get married again. Yeah. Mm. Then you'd be like Mormon or something. That's. I'm that's just kidding. Bad. God, I gotta sprout. I, I gotta calm down. That's all right. Fair. Anyway, so um, Bobby is. Um, is wearing uh, a lovely t-shirt. I think it's my favorite t-shirt of his. Um, it's his hokey tuxedo t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so classy. Um, and it just really exudes Bobby's essence, I think, in a way. So, um, so if you if you get a chance to see a, uh, a hokey tuxedo t-shirt, you'll know Bobby Winslow. Um, are there any stories that we want to tell from the actual wedding? Hmm. Um, Put your phone away. Me? <laughs> The actual wedding. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a it was a it was a lovely day. Bobby, do you have any do we have any like stories like with the three of us on a podcast that you want to share for the wedding at all? From the day of my wedding. Do you, you know what my favorite part was? You know what my favorite part was. Bobby? I think it might. Please tell. Uh, it was when we were all getting dressed and the photographers were lucky enough to be able to spot us in like our natural element where like we were helping you getting dressed and like just like how emotional we got seeing you all dressed up. It was really cool mm. that they could catch us. <laughs> in those like natural moments, I really enjoyed that part. That yeah, was not staged at all. Nah, <laughs> right. Oh, natural. the video came out. Yeah, the video turned out pretty well. Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw oh, wow. it. Um, I was hoping for like a bit more of a role in the video. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought that I played like a pretty prominent you you role, had a role in the, in the day. Video? Like, no, I mean, main... okay, not the starring role. Like that would be selfish. Second, you know, but like, yeah, maybe like best supporting second. actor. You know, okay. something like that. Um. I mean, I had a couple cameos, and, and they were fine. If we would have had but... credits, you would have been in them. Was I in it at all? Um, yes, so. you were in it, too. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think I you were in it, like, it. just as much as I was. Cool. I'm so. good with that. Yeah. The less, the better. Mm. Even though I have a podcast, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, with all the video. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, a, it was a lovely day. I think the, the videographer captured the day very well. 
Uh-huh. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it went off without a hitch. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, except for that one spider. Spider? Do you remember the spider? Oh, yeah, there's a spider. Oh, I forgot about the spider. <laughs> he was uh, wedding crashing, like Owen Wilson. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, both of them. He said, dur- wow, while Bobby too. and McKenna were staring deeply and longingly into each other's eyes, mm-hmm. um, I spotted a spider. Were you that, uh, during the ceremony? During the ceremony, it yeah, we were standing. down. Up. Wait, where were you standing? Were you in front of me? No, I was behind. Okay, I so you. it dropped no, down on Josh. in front of you. Yeah, so it dropped down on Josh in front of me. No way. On his shoulder. And How big like, was it? It was, I mean, it wasn't huge, but it was decent. It was enough to catch my attention from the beautiful ceremony going on. Wow. And so I flicked the spider. I was like, get out of here, dude. And then next thing I know, I like, I look down, he's climbing up my pant leg. And he like, he's like, he's got a thing for humans or something, this spider. It's a mm. weird fetish. Um, mm. And then apparently he also got on the person behind me somehow, eventually. So this spider was a big part of the wedding, and I hope that the videographer at least was able to give him a cameo. Wow. Holy cow. So I never knew. That is exciting. I, I wanted to tell you during the ceremony, but I was like, I'll hold off. Yeah. Josh nearly screamed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right, so anything else from the wedding? Mm. I'll just, you know, like, say that it was incredible. Like, I love my wife. I've, I've loved her for a long time before getting married. And you still it's, love her? It's just, yes, I still love my <laughs> wife and plan to do that for the rest of my life. And um, I'm sure that I will as the two of us continue to make efforts to love one another. Um, what was really about the day itself, I'd say... The most special thing is having everyone that you have cared for and who has cared for you, all of those people at the same time being there. And really special for me was having the two men who had discipled me, two, two of the men, Bob Hutchison and, oh. and Jack Taggart, who <laughs> cool. performed the wedding ceremony as officiants, they, they doing that was like the biggest gift ever and I, I thought it was just perfect and we've we've gotten a lot of feedback from people that were at the wedding just saying that that's that's the some of the best message that they've heard and um i think it's because the message was rooted in the gospel and i think that's what all of us as humans are intended to hear mm-hmm. um like we were made for it and so when we hear things about that like whether we balk at the fact that someone's talking about jesus or not i think all of us understand sacrificial love and will tear up at the sight of it. Um, not that you saw sacrificial love in our ceremony, but that was alluded to. And so those Was are... there a sacrifice at your ceremony? <laughs> no. Okay. And that spider was there about was to get sacrificed. There was sure. I wanted to sacrifice. <laughs> but, as a, but as a husband, I'm supposed to sacrifice my, my time and energy every day for my wife. And so mm-hmm. that's been something that I'm working on. And McKenna yeah. could tell you that I'm... I'm doing a good job at trying at it, and I think sometimes I do good at it, and I don't always do good at it. Um, I think she's better at it than I am. But, well, I uh, think you're a great Love you, Ben. Yeah. Well, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I've done a lot of thinking. I was like, Bobby's a great husband. <laughs> Thank you. Please tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> She'll definitely listen to this. I know. She would, mm. she would listen not to listen to it. Um, oh, yeah. Overall, great time. Yeah. Much, much fun was had. Yes. Indeed. So those are our introductions. Um, all right. So we're gonna get to the main topic, but first, just want to throw out um, thoughts and prayers to Ocracoke Island. Um, oh, you do. I say that sarcastically because everyone says that and it means nothing. But I do love Ocracoke Island. Um, 
it's funny, I was just down there last weekend. Today is, what's today, September 7th, mm-hmm. Saturday? Mm-hmm. So I was, the, uh, one week ago, I guess that was September, wouldn't that would have been August 31st? Doesn't matter. One week ago I was there, um, and I talked to um, several people who I'd come to know. One was the bookstore owner, owner Leslie. Uh, she's now become rather famous because she's like interviewed in all the news articles that are talking about Oprah Coke. Um, but she was talking about how several hurricanes that they've been through before, um, and it, I'm sure there was a lot of devastation on the island, but the people that live there are pretty, they're hardy folk. I think they'll recover nicely. Mm. They know what they got into living out there on a freaking island in the middle of nowhere. Did they all leave? Did anyone stay on the island? Yeah, Fairmount stayed, yeah. yeah. Why? I ride it out. It's their home. Would they have done that if it was still a Cat 5 when it was getting to Georgia? I don't know. They probably, I mean, I assume some people would have left. Yeah. But, I mean, the crazy thing about Ocracoke is that once you, I mean, once the ferry stopped running, which I think was, it might have been Wednesday, like, you can't get off, unless you have a boat, I suppose. But, right. Like, you're stuck. There's nowhere to go. So yeah. even if it does turn to Category 5, I suppose they could have evacuations if they wanted, but there's uh, nowhere to go. Wow. And there's no high, there's really no high ground that I can think of on that island. Like, I don't know where the heck you would go. No. Maybe the lighthouse. If you had to. Yeah, well, the dunes are, are like some of the highest points, and they're made of sand. So and they're the closest to the ocean. Right. <laughs> That'd be a terrible There's place a, to go. There, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but what fascinated me in going there was the, the stretch of road. Mm. Once we got off the ferry, how far so was that trip? those are all washed out, by the way. They're not the, even passable. Right. That yeah. road, I mean, you'd look to your left, and if you'd see dune walls. Mm-hmm. But if there was a break in the dune, mm-hmm. which were, there frequently was... You would see the water not not more than 20 feet away from you, and yep. you're in the right lane of a road, which has like a six-foot wide left lane, and then there's 14 more feet, there's the water. And you look to your right, and there's not five feet to the water. So yeah. it's, Those are all, I mean... Man. Hundreds of people live on the island, so that that's fascinating to me that they all wouldn't leave. Yeah, I mean, you've got people that live there their whole lives, and they're going to ride it out, basically. Like all pirates. their possessions, all their family is there. Well, Blackbeard was... Uh, beheaded there, and apparently they have a pirate festival every October, which is one of their big draws, besides mm. the folk music festival. Mm, that is big. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, the other day I got on Twitter to try and find things about Ocracoke, and God, I hate those sanctimonious like thoughts and prayers tweets to Ocracoke. I don't know why. I just mm. I despise those things. Mm. Like, thinking of you right now. Oh, well. All right. Ocracoke, I hope you're okay. Yes. We're going to go back in October, so I yeah. hope... I hope that we can go back in October. Do it. Um, anything else before we get started? I don't think so. This is all one big prelude to the main topic of mm. the podcast. Yes. Uh, why would I care about middle schoolers? Mm. Clickbaity. Yeah. So, like I mentioned before, this really came about because Bobby and I are coaching a middle school boys soccer team for the second year, and we're... we're go Eagles! Not Philadelphia. Yeah, go birds. We've already given away. Go birds. So, oh shoot. It doesn't matter, I guess. It really doesn't matter if they know or not. Um, so yeah, we're probably we're, we're three games in. We had our uh, third game yesterday, and we finally won. So we're one and two now. But I think the first two games we took a while to get to get uh, to gel as a team. We're young, very talented. They're a lot of sixth graders though, and they're very small. So we just gotta get them confident. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, it's an incredibly frustrating experience at times, also really rewarding in small ways that I hadn't even 
like considered yeah. or surprising ways that I hadn't even considered before. So that's why I wanted to talk about that. Um, yeah. And then James, of course, has some experience there too. Did you want to expand on that? Well, I wanted to ask us? you first, like, why did you why did you start coaching to begin with? Well, well I've always you. been obsessed with soccer. When I was young, I played this game on the PC called Championship Manager, which sounds as nerdy as it is. It was definitely very nerdy. It was definitely very nerdy. Um, but it was, I spent, I spent, I probably spent more time on that than James Susanna talked to spend talking. Like, it was a really? lot of time. Yeah, it was wow. a lot of time. Really? Um, and uh, it was it was funny, because this game, all this game was, you didn't actually play the game itself when you play a soccer game. You would focus on buying players and tactics and then once the game started you were actually just a coach and so you would watch what would happen and you could make subs or you could change your formations um, and I got obsessed with that game it was so fun um, mm. and anyways so I liked I always liked soccer I always wanted to coach if I got the chance um, and then last year my friend um, who's the assistant athletic director called me up like a week and a half into the season saying that they needed a middle school coach because um, they had way more players than they thought, so they needed to have two coaches for JV and two coaches for middle school. And I was like, hey, do you want to be the middle school boys coach? And I did some finagling at work, see if my schedule could work, and it barely worked out. Um, and I was able to get Bobby there, too. What's the funny part? The funny part about that is I remember yeah. you saying last year, like not too far into the season, that uh, there was a misunderstanding and at work, your oh, bosses yeah. thought you were asking for one <laughs> afternoon a week off, <laughs> and the, our our schedule requires every afternoon off except, except Fridays, Fridays. Yeah, except, Friday. except for like last week we had a game on Friday, so that's a Friday off. So like, was like I just remember being like, oh my goodness, small company drama. There to be fair, that was only one boss, and I don't know how that happened. It was a miscommunication. And that's also understandable. Um, it was just kind of. And funny. it's not the whole afternoon off, but no, I, it was right. hilarious when. when they, right, when that's right. <laughs> It's just a few hours. Um, so that's why I, I wanted to try it out, and I, I love coaching, um, at least in theory, um, and love soccer. And Bobby, why did why did you want to why did you agree to do it? Well, you're my friend, and you were doing it. And uh, our other our our mutual friend, who's the assistant athletic director, and then his co-coach on the JV team, they're mm-hmm. both my friends. And so and then there our other friend. Uh, had had been a coach of the football team at the same school, so there was some already sort of like familiar connection there. But I also love the game of soccer. Um, I wouldn't say at the same level that you do, but I do. I loved playing. It was yeah. it was what I really enjoyed doing as a kid, and that I I just I liked the sound of having some opportunity to mentor some younger kids as well. So that's that's why I did it. That's why I signed up for it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then James, you've also got some experience, maybe not on purpose, but you have some experience with some younger middle schoolers. <laughs> um, I, that sounded really sketchy. Um, <laughs> only now that you said that. Uh, well, no. So um, let's see. So in uh, in college, um, I worked with um, I worked with an organization called Young Life that Bobby's talked about before. Um, it's actually how Bobby and I ended up getting connected small world um but uh but yeah so so young life has a has a ministry for middle schoolers called wildlife wow um also the name of a really good paul mccartney song that i discovered recently Maybe really check that song out yeah interesting the lyrics are incredibly stupid. is he still writing music well no it's an old song by him and, and uh i think it was by wings but oh. anyways um i digress 
So, um, so I was a, a wildlife leader um, in college, and I uh, so I volunteered at an all boys charter school in West Philadelphia, um, and yeah, that was that was an experience. Um, I didn't really I didn't really have a choice um, to work with middle schoolers specifically. Um, basically, what happens with with young life, at least how it worked in Philly, was that um, we I, whoever uh, whoever was interested in being a young life leader was um, went through this training together, and then the like the the leadership of young life decided where they were going to place you. Um, so some of my friends got placed with high schools, some of my friends got placed at college young life groups, um, and I got placed with some middle school boys in West Philly. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great experience. Yeah. Well, sure. and then you're currently also have some middle schoolers in your life, don't you, as well? Um, I mean, I guess technically, I, have, I do have a couple eighth grade students okay. um, at, my, at my new job as a... I mean, I'm teaching geometry and physics, um, which are technically high school classes, but there are a couple middle schoolers in my geometry class. Couple, uh, couple geniuses. I mean, they're they're pretty smart cookies for sure. Indeed. For sure. Yeah. So I suppose how we can structure the rest of this podcast is just discussing maybe why we wanted you and I, Bobby, why we wanted to coach, and like what effect has had on us, and maybe what effect we think we've had on kids. I don't know. Maybe we haven't had any effect, but. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then same for you, James, as well. Yeah. Um, or basically just any thoughts that we have there, why why indeed we should yeah. care about middle schoolers. Because well, it's just, a, such an interesting age, you know? Yeah. So should we, should, I think we should mm. give a little bit of, like, context of, like... Like middle school and, like, puberty and stuff? Well, <laughs> no, like, I mean, well, I mean, if you want to take it that way, I guess you can. Um, <laughs> like, why, what are some of the, like, the stereotypes and maybe misconceptions of middle schoolers? Um, to sort of frame the conversation of like why mm. we enjoy working with middle schoolers. Well, what would or why be we do work with middle schoolers? What, yeah, what would you say are some stereotypes and misconceptions? <laughs> I mean, I think the ma- maturity gap is probably like the the biggest challenge. Um, I think yeah, middle schoolers are <clears throat> are sort of coming into their own um, as they go through lots of changes, um, and so I, I think that's. That's typically like the the big challenge is like when you think of especially working with middle school boys mm-hmm. since we've all worked with middle school boys mm-hmm. um, dealing with the the immaturity there um, can be a big challenge um, yeah and and I think too just like the really the insecurity there is sort of like the the fundamental challenge of like they they aren't confident in their identity and so um, and, and that takes them into mm. the various directions that we find as, like, annoying middle school behavior. Yeah, no, that's definitely true, because, I mean, it's, yeah, it's this weird junction between childhood and a, maybe, like, adolescence, or maybe, I guess adolescence would be the actual term, but, and adulthood, too, where you can still, I mean, you can still see, I mean, gosh, we have 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, and you can see the huge difference between development between 6th and 7th and 8th graders in terms of just physical and mental as well. But, like, with the 6th graders, you can still see that a lot of them are just kids really at heart. Like, they're just coming into what would be an adult or adolescence. Um, And so they, yeah, like you said, they're learning a lot, and they've got new responsibilities, new things. Uh, It was really funny. Yesterday I was walking this one kid um, across school to go to the bus, 
um, to get to go over a game, and I was asking him. He said his birthday was today. I was like, oh, happy birthday! Um, and uh, I was like, yeah, what do you? So what do you like about middle school? And uh, he's in sixth grade, so he just started, and he's he's really thoughtful kid. Um, he's very sweet too, and he's like, yeah, I really like um, I like how they treat us more as like adults here. Like when I was in fifth grade, back at the other school, like it felt like um, it felt like we were we were basically like kids and we had everything done for us and like we were walked everywhere and now like now we have to go places on our own in school things like that and um i think that's been one of the cool things with coaching is like i've noticed some coaches i mean some coaches try and micromanage a game and their players so they're trying to tell them to do every single thing and so the players are only doing things based on the instruction of the coach but what i like and i think what you like too is to We'll give them instructions and tactics, but really, as I tell them before every game, like once you go out there, it's just you guys out in the field. Mm-hmm. You guys have to communicate with each other. You have to step up mm-hmm. and figure out what you're doing. And they've done a great job of that, I think, so far. Like yesterday, one kid was like, "Hey, me and this other kid are going to switch positions. Is that okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, go for it. Try it out." Um, and they did it, and it worked fine. Um, so just seeing that that growing responsibility, which leads into adulthood, um, and you're at the very beginning stages of it, is great. Um, but, but there are stereotypes that, especially middle school boys, are absolutely wild and insane, and that is definitely true. Uh, that is definitely true. They go absolutely crazy. They have amazing amounts of energy. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking we had a game in Richmond the other day, and <clears throat> driving over, they were, they were a little rowdy, they weren't too bad, and then we had the game, the game was like 90 degrees outside, exhausting game. We lost, which was frustrating, but they really, they played a lot. Um, and so I thought on the way back that they would be, you know, tired and like calm. No, they were they were crazier on the way back on the bus than they were on the way there. It, it, it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> and I told I told Bobby I was like, okay, I remember I'll have to remember that next time when they said they're tired. I'm like, you guys are gonna be tired. Like I'm gonna make you guys tired because right. trying to do with 17 or 18 middle school boys on a bus. Oh my gosh, they're insane. Mm. Yeah, I don't ride the bus because I get off work too late to make it to the bus rides. So. Josh is alone in that experience of being on the bus with them, and I, I wish I could be there for you because I know you need it. It's a good learning. That's experience too many. Me. That's too many. The ratio is too far off there. Mm. For sure. Mm. Well, I would say if I were to answer the question directly, what's the? Can we repeat the question one more time? Why would I? I guess we're going more broad. Like, why would I care about middle schoolers? Yeah. Okay. Which that's is, the, we're just trying to like make a broad approach. Yeah. Again, and that's the click. That's the clickbait. Click click Great. So to answer the but click, now that you've clicked on it. Yeah. Now that you've clicked deep. on it, here's Bobby's answer. Why I think because like whether those stereotypes are true or not, and I think I've seen some of them be absolutely true in certain kids, and mm. that's not just the team that I coach. That's like I've seen it. Elsewhere, I was also a wildlife leader in college, so I've worked with middle schoolers for four years in Blacksburg and or Christiansburg, not to name names, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I like even with those things being true, like kids being crazy and hard to speak to, or even harder to listen to sometimes because they'll say things that don't quite make sense. I they're still they're still fully human. Mm. creatures mm. and they they I think deserve the same level of attention and respect um, and maybe in, in a lot of ways deserve more than uh, than adults because they are developing right like 
they need help. Mm-hmm. And whether they'll admit to that or not, I think all of them, like, really deep down would never admit that they feel comfortable enough to even, like, get on public transportation alone unless they're city kids from, like, big metropolitan area but even here in charlottesville i I would i would be shocked to see any kid who would ride the cat alone Mm. you know like so there's kids yeah they need some mentorship i think they're worth helping because they are Mm. humans and they're gonna they're gonna one day be in a similar spot to where we are and um i think because of the way we treat them on the field like if we do that well they'll be more inclined to help the next generation of middle school kids Mm, and yeah which doesn't have any effect on a lot of the things that the world would say matters, mm-hmm. but I think they matter, and so I would say that's that's why. Yeah. I think it's worth being a coach and worth worth being involved in little schoolers' lives. Yeah. And that's from one angle, and then the second and last that I'll mention is um, from the perspective of the gospel. Like what what I believe and what the three of us believe as Christians is that if you understand that Jesus is the Savior, then you are saved. And you will experience eternal life after death on this earth. And the gospel is uh, not exclusive to any age group. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. Uh, it's it's clear that it applies to any anyone regardless of age. So I think, from wildlife experience, we were sharing the same gospel that is shared with high schoolers in young life. Same one that I hear at church on Sundays as an adult. And um, I think for that reason too, like that's. They're, they're worth caring about because, um, and, and it's not that I'm saying any parents I've ever met have done a bad job um, at parenting, but any kid that, you, that you've met, like if you get the chance to speak to them, maybe they'll hear you mm-hmm. because they see you and look up to you as a, as a mentor or a coach that a parent isn't or couldn't be. And so the opportunity to spread the gospel, I think, is another very good reason to care about middle mm-hmm. schoolers. Yeah. That's one of the beautiful things about the gospel is that it's, um, on the one hand, it's very simple. Like it's it's simple enough that that children can understand, and um, and that Jesus even calls the little children to come to him. Um, but at the same time, like we can spend our whole lives, our our whole lives, plumbing the depths of the beauty of the gospel, the fact that the God of the universe would would come to earth um, and atone for our sins. I think that's that is beautiful. Um, I think also just from like a, I don't know, maybe a more selfish perspective, um, there's, in working with middle school kids, I mean, first of all, you were a middle schooler at <laughs> one point and someone thought that working with you was, was good and valuable and you would not be where you are today, um, without someone tolerating you in middle school. I know that's certainly true for me. I think back to my middle school teachers and coaches, um, and how much of a punk I was, um, yeah, and still here. am in a way. Um, and it's, uh, but I think the um, the riches of seeing someone in that like in that early stage, um, and seeing like simultaneously like I don't know how like how much room they have to grow, um, but also being able to walk alongside them during that growth, I think is really is really encouraging. Um, as Josh referenced briefly, I started, um, I just started teaching, um, at a local small private school. Um, and one of the most encouraging things I've heard about teaching thus far is that, um, you're gonna have a lot of frustrating days. Um, and it might, and it might take years for you to see the fruit 
um, of your labor, but um, but when you do get to see that fruit, it's very enriching. Um, one of my colleagues, are, um, he also he teaches like advanced physics and calculus and, um, and some other subjects, but um, <clears throat> he uh, but he also teaches um, he also teaches a couple classes for seventh and eighth graders, um, and uh, <clears throat> and he said this our current 11th grade class, I think it was our current 11th grade class, um, when he first had them as 8th and ninth graders, he was like, these kids are miserable. Um, and they're so frustrating. They're so hard to work with. Um, but he was faithful in working with them. Uh, and he uh, and he has now gotten to see, two years later, um, their maturity and growth as he works with them again um, doing pre-calc. Um, and he's like, it's a, it's a, it's almost like it's a completely different class. Um, so, so I think there, there is a benefit there and a, and a patience um, that is rewarded when we work with, when we work with younger kids. Um, and that's not something that's very, uh, that's very attractive. Um, I think in our current cultural moment where we like to see like immediate gratification from the fruits of our labor. Um, <clears throat> And for and for some people, they don't even get that the opportunity to directly see the fruit of their labor. Um, like uh, I know my middle school teachers have no idea where I'm at in life and what I'm doing, um, and that's true for so many middle school teachers out there. But yet they faithfully, day in and day out, go about their work, um, knowing that they are making a difference and making an impact on kids' lives. Yeah. And so I think that is um, that is is so is so valuable. Yeah, I, I agree, because you might not see it for a long time, but it's, it is remarkable, thinking back on my own memories, like what you remember, um, and, and what effect you may have on middle schoolers, or what things they will remember, maybe what, like, and that's what I always think of when I'm, when I'm on the, the, the verge of being incredibly frustrated with these middle school boys, um, and just, they, I'm exasperated with them, I'm like, okay, if I, if I end up yelling at them, or saying something mean, or uh, something negative, I mean, who knows, they might remember that. 20 years later it might it might affect them because um, I I had this <laughs> when I was a kid I know this may shock you guys but I was I was somewhat shy and very sensitive incredibly sensitive um, I guess I still am in some ways but of course you too. so in sixth grade I remember we were at the lunch table and there was this one kid who was like always like I guess you could call it bullying who knows what it is just acting like a punk kid and uh, he pushed off this one girl's uh, like lunch off the table and then she, her back was turned and then when she turned back around he pointed to me that I had done it and I was like no I didn't do it but I was like I didn't say anything else because I was really shy and then later that day um, assistant principal called me out of the classroom <clears throat> and then he called me into his office and like sat me down I was like hey you uh, um, this girl told me that you pushed pushed off um, lunch or lunch off the table um, and I can't believe you would do something like that that's I mean to do something like to a to a girl of all things things like that mm. and I was completely terrified by this assistant principal because um, he was intimidating and I kept trying I, I remember just like shaking my head no like I but I was on the verge of tears already and uh, so and he basically like he chastised me never asked me once if I'd actually done it and it made me go apologize to her and so I apologize I had to apologize to her and that like saved saves with me to this day like something that incredibly negative like I still can't see why he would. I mean, I know he's probably he was he had his he had tons of things going on, tons of punk kids, and he just assumed the worst and just said let's get this over with quickly. 
solve it, but that's something that affects me to this. I mean, it doesn't really affect me, but it's my memory of it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was a good learning experience for me, I guess. But that's what I think of when I get so angry at these kids. Um, and there's been mm-hmm. a couple times where, like, I remember last season especially, there was one practice where Bobby wasn't there for whatever reason. Um, and these kids were just absolutely wild. They were like, they kept tripping each other for some reason. They would not listen to me no matter what. Um, and I've, I just like, I finally had it and like sat them down and was like, guys, I'm so incredibly frustrated with you guys. This has been like, you haven't listened to a single thing I said all day. And we had a game the next day. I was like, I'm going to see you guys for the next game. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Um, but I'm incredibly frustrated with you. And, um, like I went home that night and I was just like, I'm done. I'm not going to coach anymore after the season. This is it. I'm going to see it out. And, uh, but the next, I mean, it was, it was funny. Like the next day they showed up, I had time to cool off and, um, and they, a couple of them had like, were acting, were like, they apparently, I mean, whatever, they were affected by it and they acted much better. They played much better. And there was one point I know where they, they saw me from afar and they started like, they started yelling like, coach nearly, coach nearly, like really happily. And uh, it just touched me. I like on a really deep level. So it was nice to see that and to feel somewhat of a, of a good, like immediate, I suppose, gratification, just a tiny thing like that, that I wasn't expecting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing what sort of effect you can have on kids because they'll be adults one day and who knows what they'll remember or not. They might remember nothing from it, but mm. they might remember something, something important. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Bobby, you look like you're asleep. I am asleep. <laughs> All right, so if you guys... But it's not because I'm bored. It's because okay. I'm super relaxed. I've had mm. two beers. If you I ever get a chance it. to make your own podcast, I recommend it. To mm. do to to make your own podcast? Yeah, to like piggyback on your friend who made his own podcast and you sit and drink beer. It's awesome. Well, you were a part of it too. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Part of the podcast. That's true. We're here. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's... <laughs> it, it is funny how unique these kids are and how, how hilarious they are sometimes when they don't mean to be. Like, we have this one tiny little kid. He's a sixth grader. <laughs> He's, he's just hilariously adorable, I would say. But he's also, like, you can see him becoming an adult. Like, he's incre- Like he's, he's really smart, and he thinks about the game. He's never played soccer before, but he thinks about the game. He's always asking questions. Um, and he came up during this one practice. We had, we had named two captains, but one of our captains got pulled up to JV, so we were going to name a new captain. And I never even mentioned that I was going to name a new captain. But this kid kept coming up. He was a sixth grader, so he's tiny. And there's absolutely no way he's going to be captain. But I never told him that, of course. But he kept coming up to me like every... It felt like every 15 minutes he came up and was like, Coach, are you going to announce captains today? Are you going to announce captains? And I was like, yeah, probably at the end of uh, end of practice. We'll see. And he's like, do you know who it's going to be? I was like, yeah, I'll announce it later. And he just kept, anou- <laughs> he kept, kept asking. asking. It was fresh. And then the next... In the game yesterday, he <laughs> he was playing. We had him out in the field because we won, we won pretty big... Uh, and uh, he was on my side of the field, and he kept, like, at one point he came over to ask me a question about a formation. He was like, yeah, should I be marking, should I be marking this guy over here? And uh, it was in the middle of play as the ball was coming towards him. I was like, yes, you should be marking him right now. Like, go. Yeah, go do it right now. <laughs> don't uh, ask me, go. Yeah, don't, don't It's a good me. thought. It's keep great. thinking that you way. You should be marking don't him. Don't come over here anymore. <laughs> like, keep playing. Uh, just hilarious. And there's just so many funny things, like, I mean, they're kids, of course, but they're human beings, so connecting with them. There was one point yesterday where there was about 10 minutes left in the game, and I was putting some players in because we were winning by a lot, and I was putting a couple players in who got to play up top for the first time. They're very good players, and I wanted to get them a goal. Um, and uh, put them in, or I didn't put them in. They went to go line up at the halfway line, and in order for you to go in, there has to be a stoppage of play. 
Um, and there were 10 minutes left in the game. They sat there for the entire 10 minutes and didn't get to go in. So the ball, ball didn't go out of bounds. absolutely remarkable for middle school. I can't even understand how that happened. Um, it actually boggles my mind. Right. And so but about four minutes left or three minutes, it, it started becoming a running joke, and they were like literally yelling, kick the ball out on the field, which I thought was kind of funny, but I also told them like, they shouldn't be yelling, kick the ball out. Um, <laughs> but it was just, it was really, it was really kind of hilarious, and they took it all in good stride. Mm. But there's just lots of random things like that that are great experiences. I, the last thing I'll say about their personalities, because I think it's it's been interesting to me to see. I don't. I mean, it's just our second year, so we've got sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And there's there's the eighth grader I'm thinking of. You probably will know as I describe him. Is like he. I think he had some leadership quality last year, mm-hmm. but he has stepped up so much this year that I'm literally impressed. Mm-hmm. As a as a 31 year old man watching him speak to the players on the team, and he's what 13 years old, yeah. something like that, and uh, I I just can't believe the the quality with which he speaks. He's clear. Uh, he lets the other players know what to do, and then leads them through whatever it is they're doing. And I've been I've been impressed, and that's that's an enjoyment. So I'd say that's like sort of a side benefit to being a coach is getting to watch that happen. Um, the, the team's better off for it. There's no way, I don't think anyone could look at that and say there's something bad going on. It's just like, man, that is awesome. Yeah. And that, So that's cool to see. Yeah. yeah, it is great to see leadership there. It's one of those examples of how sports can be about more than sports mm-hmm. um, and how, how it, sports gives student like gives kids an an avenue for um, for for growing these these sorts of skills and and an ability to practice them um in a situation that like that isn't i mean isn't as much high pressure shouldn't be as much high pressure as or as as important as like other situations that they might find themselves in yeah and just seeing like the people on the bench for instance they're not starting but like when we scored fair amount of goals they were just cheering and, and just yeah the team the whole team element come together and communicating on the field it is really cool to see um, mm-hmm. and as frustrating as it can be with you know mistakes that they'll make and um, I have tried not to like not try and get as involved in like telling them where to go in the game so I'm like okay just gonna have to let them figure it out a little bit because they're middle schoolers mm-hmm. they're becoming adults here they've got to communicate with each other um, and I've just got to trust that it'll lead to some mistakes sure but in the long run, it works a lot better for them. Um, but yeah, and then, yeah, they're just crazy. They, for whatever reason, we have field hockey practice right next to us. So <laughs> you can only imagine. I mean, I know at that age, I was a, I was ridiculous. Uh, it's just an insane person when it came to girls, um, discovering girls for the first time. So they're always rather distracted by it, um, which is also hilarious. Too. Just crazy. Just no, there's like no filter for him. They're We're doing like planks facing our field yeah. on the on the sideline closer to the field hockey practice, uh-huh. and a few of them turned around, <laughs> and I said, "We're facing our field, boys." <laughs> on purpose. Let's do. We got to do. Our, they're like planks are the same whether we face this way or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. It's a good point. Turn around. Uh. We are a team, and we are not looking at girls right oh now. Oh, my gosh. Mm. But, yeah, man, like, 
hormones are going nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, uh, I like girls. That's <laughs> <laughs> all that's happening. I know, it's hilarious because there's no, like, there's no, like, yeah, there's no filter, which comes with decade, for like a decade yeah. of liking girls, I suppose. It's like, I like girls. I like girls. That's all I know. I know one thing, and it is female. I know, it's great. Um, so, I know, we didn't, I don't know, we, we discussed this pretty well, I think, just maybe the effect it had on us, and maybe the effect it'll have on, on middle schoolers. Um, but again, it's, I think mainly my takeaway, and we can ask about your takeaways here and end it, um, my main takeaway is just that it was, last year, again, there were incredibly frustrating parts of the season, and we had particularly, I think, looking back on it, a particularly wild set of kids, um, but, again, I don't know how it affected them long run. I mean, I don't know how it will affect them long run. But also, it's it's just a good, rewarding experience to see that even things that can be intensely, incredibly frustrating um, can still be very rewarding in the mm-hmm. end. And I liked it enough where all the bad things faded, and I wanted to do it again this year. And it's been fun. It's still been frustrating this year, too, of course, mm-hmm. at times. But that's natural. I think that's natural. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's value to doing hard things. Um, I think it's it's very formative for us as people when we um, when we do things that are frustrating or annoying or challenging. Um, and um, and I think by the grace of God we get to see the fruit of that. Um, so it's uh, yeah, the, it's it's something that you constantly have to remind yourself of, um, especially when when the kids are getting really annoying um but um but yeah it's it's a great opportunity um if you if you have the chance to volunteer or work with kids in some capacity i would highly recommend it even if you think you're not good with kids because the the only people the people who are good with kids are the people who are willing to show up to be with kids um i don't even know if i'm good with kids (laughs) i mean i don't i don't know but so I don't know if anyone can be good with yeah. kids. I've, and that's I think that's that's sort of the reason why I said that. It's like yeah. I mean they're, it's they're yes, they're at like they're 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 completely different people and they they have like a completely different set of influences than you have as an adult, assuming that our, all of our listeners are adults. I don't know, do we have any kids who are listening? Um, we've got a few people in the womb still. Oh, oh wow, okay. Alright, starting young, I like it. Like ultrasound like headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who knows how Beats that makes them. Mm-hmm. Shout out Beats. Yeah, thanks, Dre. Another sponsor for the podcast? Mm-hmm. Tasco, Tasco, and Dre. Oh, yeah, that's true. They are sponsors. I'd forgotten yeah. so many. Yeah. Two. Um, actually. <laughs> that's it. Um, Technically, in logical reasoning, many is just more than one. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And some is just more than one. And most is more than 51%. More than really? 50%. It could be like 50.0001%. That'd be most of it. That was a middle school joke. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, like it's going to be hard because you're communicating with, with people who are at a different stage of development. They've um, Their brains are mushy still. And so they, like, they're not thinking logically. And, <laughs> and not that mushy. we're thinking that logically either. The bones but, still um, That's true. Um, but yeah, so, like, it's going to be hard. It's not, it's not, like, something that you can just pick up and do necessarily. Um, but it's, it's worth it. I recommend. Indubitably. Bobbert? That this sort of thought experiment has been bouncing around my head for the past five minutes, so I'll say it, but I don't want to like extrapolate too much because I think it could 
So anyway, I would say it's worth thinking about this, though. As I think of the team that we coach, I can't imagine what it would be like if they didn't have coaches. Like, what would practice look like? <laughs> Are you what? serious? That'd be hilarious. They just stare at the girls the whole time. Well, I mean, it's it's likely they would be worse at soccer, right? It would be mm, the, sort of the, the concluding point of... So I'm like... I'm, I'm, Skipping over the whole thought experiment and reaching a conclusion there. Mm-hmm. So for yourself, I would say, in whether you're a teacher or you're around a classroom or you have kids in middle school, like imagine what they'd be like without adults involved. Mm. And I think that is sort of explains a little bit of what what I think of when I say like it matters to be around them. Like they they don't need a genius to become smarter, and they don't even necessarily need to become smarter, but they do need some guidance. Like they they need people who are more mature, some adults, to be in their lives. Because otherwise, what would they wouldn't see what they're going to become as they mature, mm-hmm. and then they'd be the worse off for it. So I think to James's point, like whether you think you're going to be bad at it or you have a little bit more confidence, I think as long as you're significantly older than them and can take the opportunity, I'd encourage you to do it, and it'll be fruitful and enjoyable for you too, but it'll matter to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I I am far from perfect and um, really everyone is apparently um, and so yeah even if you're far from perfect you can still be a half decent role model or at least have a good positive effect on the kids or maybe at the very least they can say hey I don't want to be like that guy when I grow up so at least they have an, they have an example either way you know? um, okay we are we are nearing the uh, the witching hour when uh, the witches when, come when we turn into a pumpkin so um, I have to go now. Um, so do you guys too. You guys will hang around after, right? And we could if we wanted to. You, well, I can't. I gotta go. Also, my room. So you're gonna. I've gotta go get a shelf from someone on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, that's All right. right. So that's a good time to sign that's off. Right. Um, Bobby has to go yeah. get a shelf. James has to probably go talk to his lovely girlfriend. Um, actually, no. We have to go to a dinner. Yeah, yeah we do dinner. have to go okay. to a dinner. Yeah. Um, for work. It's with a couple, a current and former colleague. But, but it's not for work. Where are you going? Uh, we're just hanging out at her house. Um, okay, so y'all, thanks for listening. Um, yes. Again, I don't know when I'll have another podcast. I, I'm done making promises. Um, I do enjoy doing it once I get. Do we have an Instagram yet? No, I haven't done that either. I'm I'm telling you, I don't know. I'm half the time. Aww. I'm just happy I make it through the day. Aww, so it's okay. We love you, bud. We do at some point have a podcast with a very uh, unique person, <laughs> our fellow coworker. Um, yeah. So that's gonna be a fun yeah, one. Yeah, that's a tease. Logan, I don't think you've met him, but um, he's a blast. Yeah. No, actually, he's older than me. He's a little bit older. He's like your age, so he's pretty old. But I think, um, I'm pretty I, think old. I think I saw him walking around, and you po- like we were in the car together, and somebody was walking, and you pointed and said, "That's my coworker." I think that mm. where was he? I, where was that? I don't. I don't remember. We were just he's near like here. Five, eight, five, nine. Maybe I don't know. Don't. It's not a. Anyways, um, I hope Logan's you guys... a person. I trust that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He's not a middle school either. There we go. Um, yeah. He acts <laughs> like it was up That's okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, everyone, enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you again at some point in the future. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.